Stick this in your ear. The number one, the number one internet shock radio network. Shock me, shock me, shock me with that deviant behavior. Renegade, Renegade Talk Radio. In trauma-based mind control, trauma is used to hack into the mind and body's defense systems in order to train a person's behavior. This is accomplished in three steps. In step one, the victim's identity is destroyed. This is achieved by depriving the victim of their basic needs and inflicting pain upon them until they become exhausted, confused, and disoriented. In this state, they no longer trust themselves and become receptive to guidance from an outside authority. Step two, through a strict system of rewards and punishments, the victim is imprinted with a new identity. The new identity is trained to self-isolate by having it denounce everything associated with the previous identity. And finally, with step three, through the continued use of trauma, the rebuilding of the victim's new self is crafted and maintained however the mind controller chooses. For this to work, the subject must remain oblivious to the fact that they are being trained. This is accomplished by keeping them in a helpless victim state of mind with the use of trauma. The entire method requires regular ritualistic abuse to keep the target in the victim state. Declassified documents show how drugs and sensory overload are used to inflict trauma upon the public. But high-level slaves are often procured from families with an established history of child abuse. Intergenerational or multi-generational trauma abuse is when a person abuses their child and that child grows up to abuse their child and that person grows up to abuse their child and so on. This increases a person's susceptibility to trauma-based mind control. Experiments with mice have shown that the offspring of a traumatized pregnant mother are born depressed and exhibit problems socializing with others. A nurturing upbringing by a healthy surrogate mother did not reverse the abnormal behaviors, indicating an in utero transformation of the brain. And bioinformatic analysis revealed long-lasting alterations in the DNA. This is why the CIA is known for targeting children from families of multi-generational child abuse. They are easier to mind control. This is why world leaders are all from the same bloodlines. This brutal technique has been used and understood for centuries. And if a group of people vying for power wanted a loyal army of soldiers, the easiest way would be by breeding them. And the evidence shows that this is how our society was created. From the middle of the 19th century and well into the next, hundreds of thousands of orphans were distributed and sold in the United States and millions worldwide. They were advertised, delivered by train, and sold at fairs. In America, these orphans were being managed and distributed by a private organization from Britain known as the Odd Fellows, many of whom were orphans themselves. The Ancient Order of Oddfellows is an international fraternity whose members, such as Albert Pike and several U.S. presidents during the orphan train years, were often members of Freemasonic lodges as well. With their first official lodge in the United States established in 1819, the Oddfellows are officially committed to educating orphans, but they seem to have been procuring them and breeding them as well. The Oddfellows' first female chapter the Daughters of Rebecca, was founded right before the orphan trains began. 
and a depiction of their work shows hints of mass breeding and surrogate motherhood. They worked closely with the Oddfellows at large institutions known as orphan asylums and foundling asylums, where many members themselves were born. The Rothschild banking dynasty provided funding for several of these orphan asylums. According to Philip Eugene de Rothschild, the family has privately bred over 100,000 offspring, including Adolf Hitler. This is why pedophilia is so prevalent among the families of world leaders. While it is used for extortion, its primary function is for trauma-based mind control. Because to the mind controller, trauma equals transformation, and there is nothing more traumatizing to a person than pedophilia. If you had a million mind control slaves placed in positions of power, then you could control entire nations but only if the masses were also kept in a relative state of trauma. Greg Reese reporting. Trauma-based mind control, find and shared at band.video. Daily Dispatch on the other side. Stay with us. It's Thursday, January 4th, in the year of 2024. And you're listening to The American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. Watch it live right now at band.video. I think it's time to blow this. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to The American Journal for this Thursday morning broadcast. It's the 4th of January. You know, usually I say we have a lot to talk about, a lot of stories to cover. There are no stories today. There's one story. All the other stories have been crowded out by the release of the Jeffrey Epstein documents. We do still have other stuff we can talk about. And maybe we'll touch on some of the build-up to World War III, collapsing economy, open borders. That stuff is still going on, obviously. But the right-wing media ecosystem is... We've got Jeffrey Epstein fever. We've got Epstein fever around here. The documents have been released. People have been pouring through them with a fine-tooth comb. We'll try to not only tell you about the important things that have been identified and revealed in the list, the list that has been unveiled, but we'll also try to expand out a little bit, talk about what exactly Epstein was doing, who he was working for, why he was doing what he's doing, how these types of operations are still ongoing. Also, while we're on the note, he's probably still alive, by the way. You know, Epstein didn't kill himself. It's a meme that went around for a while. Could easily be interpreted as Jeffrey Epstein didn't kill himself because he was murdered, or Jeffrey Epstein didn't kill himself because he never actually died and is living as a guy named Brian in Tel Aviv right now or something. You know, after Epstein committed suicide when the cameras turned off and the guards fell asleep and Jeffrey Epstein's ear shapeshifted somehow. And there were images of his uh, dead body. Very rare, very strange occurrence. You get images of a dead body of uh, someone famous like this not a normal practice but i guess if you really want to convince people but then like the next week she was literally caught on video on his island hanging out next to a golf cart it's just like clearly him (laughs) 
So I wonder how he's taking all of this. I wonder what's going through Jeffrey Epstein's head right now, wherever he is, on whatever island he's been sequestered, with whatever new face has been grafted onto his skull. That's my theory anyway. So what yeah, if that wasn't even his real name? You're what if that was his cover name, his Mossad cover name? His Mossad cover name was Jeffrey Epstein? What was his name before? Did I just blow your mind? Blew my mind. Yeah. All right. Well, we're going to get into it. Fear not. We're going we're gonna to get into all of the dirty details, and we're going to draw some pretty troubling connections to people still very much in power in this list, having long, long-term relationships with Jeffrey Epstein in a variety of different ways. Yeah, we'll get into all of it. So let's just do that, shall we? We'll begin today, as we do every day, with our Daily Dispatch. All right, here it is, folks, your Daily Dispatch for Thursday, the 4th of January, 2023, from Gateway Pundit, story also on Infowars.com. Here they are, the 37 Epstein documents released tonight in their entirety. On Wednesday, Judge Loretta Preska confirmed the release of initial names from Jeffrey Epstein's extensive client list, compromising over 150 individuals. Concurrently, a collection of previously sealed documents was made public. Following the release, the court listener website experienced a crash due to the overwhelming public interest. However, Gateway Pundit did manage to secure a backup of the crucial information. Three individuals known in the court document as Doe 105, Doe 107, and Doe 110 have made appeals. Documents related to those does are being withheld. There's a compilation of some names featured in the document trove where Virginia Roberts, now Jufri, who accused Prince uh, Andrew, offered a deposition in 2016 – and, yeah, Jeff, uh, um, Prince Andrew shows up quite a bit. Uh, Bill Clinton, of course, shows up quite a bit. Alan Dershowitz shows up quite a bit. Jean-Luc Brunel, uh, Ehud Barak, the former prime minister of Israel, and a lot more. So, yes, we will be getting very much into that for probably the entirety of today's show. And, of course, we'll open up the lines for your calls. But don't think for a single second that Jeffrey Epstein was some rogue pervert doing this for fun. No, this was a military intelligence operation. And the, the, the beauty, the, the usefulness of these types of operations, like any mafia organization, is the individuals operating the blackmail scheme aren't all that important. They can be replaced or removed or killed or suicided or sent to jail or whatever needs to happen and somebody else slots into their place and the blackmail continues. For example, published yesterday in the Daily Mail, high-end sex ring in Boston and D.C. areas was, quote, honeypot scheme by Russia, China, South Korea, or even Israel to ensnare U.S. officials, intelligence experts believe. Even Israel. <laughs> Do you love how they... Why, they... why put even in front of it? It's like... Okay, all right. 
McDonald's sells food, even cheeseburgers. It's like that's kind of their main thing. They're, they're kind of the main ones, actually, who do that. Investigators believe a network of high-end brothels operating in the Boston and D.C. area was a honey trap to ensnare politicians and government officials. But whether the plot was intended to aid Russia, China, South Korea, or even Israel remains to be determined. Clients, believed to include members of Congress, military officers, and national security contractors, have not yet been unmasked or charged. Intelligence experts are becoming increasingly convinced that six high-end brothels in the suburbs of Boston and Washington, D.C. were set up by foreign nations as an espionage honey trap. And we'll get into that uh, a little bit more a little bit later. But yeah, this is still very much going on. And this has to do with the... There was one brothel that we showed the videos of. It was busted earlier last month, about 20 minutes outside of D.C., where they said, you know, in order to get into this brothel, the customers had to provide IDs and photos and tons of personal information that was all kept on the books. And it's like, do you want to tell us any of, do we, do you want to tell us who it was? Do you want to let us know who these, since you have all of the records with their photo IDs that they provided, maybe make that public, maybe arrest these people, but nothing's been released so far. So again, we'll, we'll touch on that a little bit later. But it all ties in together with the Jeffrey Epstein release and the knowledge, the, the really kind of revelatory, you know, it's like makes everything make sense. Everything snaps together. Look around in America and you think, how could, how could we have gotten to this place? How could we have fallen so far? How was our leadership so either incompetent or evil? Like what, what explains this? Like, oh, they're all pedophiles or perverts, or they're being blackmailed by pedophiles and perverts. Oh, this is like a – it's like a plutocracy, but instead of money, it's blackmail. We're like in a blackmailocracy. We're in a degeneratocracy. We're being run by the worst people in the world, period. And that, doesn't that kind of explain everything? Don't they go, oh, oh. Well, that explains it. I was here. I was thinking that humanity is like stupid or, or rotten, but no, it's just the blackmail rings run everything. That explains it all. Meanwhile, Justice Department sues Texas over immigration law. Justice Department on Wednesday sued Texas over a new law that would allow police to arrest migrants who enter the U.S. illegally, taking Republican Governor Greg Abbott to court again over his escalating response to border crossers arriving from Mexico. Because it's not enough that they facilitate the open border policy. Now they're actually punishing you if you try to do otherwise. Just to really rub your face in it. Just to really rub your face in the fact that this is all a choice that they're making to destroy your country in front of you. Winter isn't coming. Winter is here. And while the sun isn't helping us produce as much vitamin D, do yourself a favor and try InfoWars Life Winter Sun Plus. Winter Sun Plus is a powerful vitamin D-based formula bringing you straight vitamin D3 free of toxic chemicals, allergens, preservatives, artificial colors, and GMOs. 
Our vitamin D3 formula supports the body's natural immune system, promotes calcium absorption for healthy bones and teeth, and helps sustain healthy tissue and systems of the body. In addition to the vitamin D, Winter Sump Plus includes vitamin K and E to enhance the formula and provide you with even more whole body support. And all these vitamins are presented in a way that is both delicious and easy to absorb. When the winters come, they come cold. So weather the storm and supplement with Winter Sun Plus at InfoWarsStore.com. Bodies is back. The ultimate turmeric product on the market has returned to InfoWarsStore.com and is now 25% off for a limited time. Utilized for thousands of years, turmeric is one of the most studied medicinal herbs today. Hundreds of peer-reviewed scientific articles are published every year on the chemistry and therapeutic potential of turmeric and its active components. Bodies will reduce inflammation throughout the body, help boost and support flexibility, increase mobility, assist in joint function, bolster your immune system, and so much more. Regular turmeric from the store contains about 1-5% to of the active ingredient curcuminoids, but our super powerful extract using Bodies contains over 95% of the active ingredients in turmeric. No other product can compare with this curcuminoid delivery system, so if you want to put the true power of turmeric to the test, then look no further. Grab yourself a bottle today for 25% off at M4Store.com and put your body at ease. You're listening to The American Journal. Watch it live right now at band.video. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. The Epstein documents have been released. We've been pouring through it finding some very interesting names, some connections, some people are being asked to justify their appearance on the list, such as Alan Dershowitz. We'll go to some videos of him in just a minute. I'm wondering wondering where to begin with all of this. Because we could just get right into uh, some of the names. We could get into some of the connections. I think maybe it's better to try to understand this from a, a bit of a wider perspective first and then dig down into exactly what happened with Epstein. Because Jeffrey Epstein, you have to understand, was just, is just one sort of outgrowth of the intelligence apparatus that controls the world. And when you get to a certain point in the intelligence agencies, it becomes international in character. And that's something that everybody really needs to understand. It doesn't matter whether it's Mossad, CIA, or MI5, the people at the bottom, patriots, who think what they're doing is in the sole interest of the United States and protecting its people. And you go a little higher up and it's the people that understand that they're pulling strings in a way that doesn't always benefit the American people, but benefits some higher calling, right? How do you justify doing things that the CIA has does 
has done, which is directly negatively impacted the United States in a variety of different ways. We talked about yesterday the well-known story from the 1980s, but continued into the 90s and beyond the Iran-Contra affair and the drug dealing that the CIA was engaged in, not just in ghettos in L.A. where they were actually facilitating the crack epidemic that destroyed those neighborhoods, but it actually all started in Vietnam by selling drugs to American servicemen so that by the time they were back from their forced participation in the Vietnam War and returned home to a place whose cultural revolution had taken place here in America in the 60s where they were called baby killers and despised by their fellow Americans despite not having a choice as to whether to go to Vietnam to participate in that. But, you know, when they got back and were despised by their fellow countrymen and were ashamed of the service they had participated in in Vietnam. And, of course, on top of that, now they were hooked on heroin and completely incapable of doing anything effective to organize and resist the way they and the rest of America was being used to carry out horrors on the other side of the world. So, I mean, that's how it started. And so if you're in the CIA and you're carrying out an operation to fill either American inner cities or army barracks with life-destroying drugs, how do you justify that? Is that for the sake of America? Oh, you're filling its inner cities with crack because you just love America? No, there's other goals that they're trying to reach beyond the protection of America. And so when you get to the very highest realms, very highest rungs of the intelligence agencies, they are organized and controlled by people that are not in official positions of power within those organizations. Even the tops of the CIA and the FBI at this point, um, certainly like the NSA, all, all these organizations, the people at the top of them are not actually the people at the top of them. The people listed as director of CIA, chief operator of whatever, they're taking orders from people too. Who are those people and what are their what are the designs they're pursuing? It's a question worth asking. We've talked about it before on this show that if you trace it back through the timeline, you see that intelligence agencies as a concept didn't actually spring from governments at all in the first place. And in fact, they grew out of the international banking system. As you had banks set up in different countries, the Rothschilds pioneered this by having major uh, you know, banking headquarters and five major European cities and in order to facilitate the trade of money, the accurate uh, commerce from different countries, you had to have an international information system that was heads and shoulders above anything that governments were able to carry out. And that's why you had, you know, following the, and it's a famous story and most people in the conspiracy world know it, of Nathaniel Rothschild buying up the UK market, the entire British economy, essentially, following the Battle of Waterloo by pretending, not actually saying, right? He didn't actually lie. didn't actually come out and say, we lost at Waterloo. Oh, dear. And then caused the market to tank. He simply went out and very publicly started selling everything he had. And everybody knew that guy has the best intelligence network in the world. If he's selling all of his stocks, it means we lost the Battle at Waterloo. They assumed it. 
you know, one of those like, well, I didn't actually say, I didn't actually say we lost a water. You guys just assumed that. But really, he went out and he was pretending to sell all of his stocks uh, rapidly, while in reality, his agents were behind the scenes buying everything up at rock bottom prices. And people point to that as how you get control of an economic system, which the, you can then wield to get the government itself to bend your will and institute things that uh, you prefer. But importantly, the way they were able to achieve that was because of the intelligence that they had, because of the intelligence network, because of the communication lines that they had set up. So that was really the birth of intelligence agencies was the bankers realizing not only having all the money makes it extremely convenient and easy to control national governments, but we have better information than the national governments, and they actually have to rely on us to learn what's true. So that's where it all started, and it's really never gone out of their hands. And so when it was time for the OSS to be founded and the various codified intelligence agencies, and you know Napoleon had a really robust intelligence agency, well, he also went a long way in perfecting the use of intelligence in tyranny, having informers everywhere, and I mean the same model that the USSR carried out with informers in your own family who would tell on you. These are all various manifestations of the intelligence network, which is just secret governance, and that's really all it is. And so as you fast forward and move forward through time from Napoleon to Vietnam, and you have the OSS followed by the CIA, Alan Dulles and John Foster Dulles, who themselves have a very interesting history replete with world-altering decisions. You know, like the founder of the CIA, uh, John Foster Dulles. I always, I always confuse them too. It's the, it's the Dulles brothers, Alan and John Foster. Uh, and I believe it was John Foster Dulles that was the guy who was responsible for the part of the Treaty of Versailles that put all of the blame on Germany and saddled them with all of the guilt and debt for the entire First World War, which inevitably led to the Weimar Republic, the massive inflation, and eventually to uh, Nazi Germany. So that was almost all caused by this one provision in the Treaty of Versailles that happened to be the only provision supplied by the creator of the CIA. If you ever take one piece of my advice... It's get a bottle of X2. It's been sold out for over a year because we wouldn't cut corners and because it's so hard to produce. We finally have a limited run back in supply at InfoWarsStore.com. So many people have serious issues. Look at the UN's own numbers. Billions have cognitive disabilities because they do not have true nascent iodine in their bodies. Most of the other iodine is bound to other heavy metals or bound to other elements so you don't download it. But this is pure atomic certified iodine. X2 is now back in stock, discounted. So I'm giving Thanksgiving right now for this product being here. It funds the info war, but I guarantee you, you take this for a few weeks, you will feel the difference. It is amazing. It's the missing link, X2, back in stock at the end of 2023 at InfoWarsStore.com. X2. InfoWars.com is tomorrow's news today. Dive deep into the stories the mainstream media won't touch. This is the American Journal. Welcome back.
back, folks. Before we get into some of the, the actual names and everything from the Epstein list, I really just want to, you know, lay out how this type of thing comes to be. So I think it's important in understanding fully what Epstein represented, what his whole deal was. You know, one thing that I, I see posted every once in a while, even before the, the names came out, and uh, Stephen Hawking is in this list as well. He's mentioned in, in uh, some of the articles. And people would always ask, like, why is Stephen Hawking with Epstein? There's, like, pictures of Stephen Hawking sitting there, right? He's a paraplegic, quadriplegic, and totally paralyzed, couldn't even talk, had to use the computer, right? So it's like, what? What's, what's Epstein doing with Stephen Hawking? And it's like, you understand how spying works, right? That Jeffrey Epstein isn't going to get access to any important people by going around going, I'm a spy. I'm a big spy, and I use underage girls to entrap people. Come on over. You want to come to my island? <laughs> Who would do that? No, you have a cover story. You have a, a fabricated background and fabricated qualifications that other people either in the spy agency or cooperating with the spy agency use to introduce you to famous people. So Epstein's cover was that he was a billionaire hedge fund manager who was a brilliant scientific mind. And you can just imagine how some of these meetings took place, right? You've got billionaires that were in bed literally and figuratively with Jeffrey Epstein and his cohorts, people like Lex Wexner of the Victoria's Secret fortune who gave epstein his house for like a dollar most expensive private residence in new york city handed it over and so you've got somebody like lex wexner he's a billionaire right he rubs shoulders with the richest most elite people in the world and he wants to introduce them to jeffrey epstein so that they can be manipulated so they can be seduced and then filmed on video doing something that they don't want public and so then they can have their arm twisted into doing certain things, things that they, you know, it's not like, it's not like you're going, oh, we have a video of you with a young girl. Now you have to kill your pet dog, right? It's not like these horrible, it's just like, hey, look, you know, you have to make this decision. You're either going to make it this way or this way. We'd rather have it this way and trust us. It'll be easier for you if you just make it the decision this way, right? Just little pushes, just little, just little nudges directing people to make certain decisions to guide the overall foreign policy of an entire nation. But, you know, again, Lex Wexner, if he's got this guy, Jeffrey Epstein, and Jeffrey Epstein, by all accounts, charming, intelligent, right? Uh, academic, wealthy dude, made a ton of money in hedge funds, right? He was given money or the... It was a rigged system to allow him to make a bunch of money. And so Lex Wexner, if he's got somebody, some politician or fellow billionaire that he wants to compromise, he goes, you know, you're really interested in science, aren't you? And the guy's like, oh, yeah, you know, we've got all these, you know, Bill, you know, Bill Gates. Like, oh, yeah, I, I, we're trying to inject mosquitoes with penicillin. And he's like, you know, I, I've got this guy I think you'd really like. You know, he's really wealthy and he, and he likes putting money towards scientific endeavors. He's a brilliant scientific mind. I really think you'd like meeting him. And so that's how the introduction is done. And again, that's bolstered by 
things where you go, oh, yeah, he's met with Stephen Hawking. He's met with this guy. You remember this you know, thing that this other scientist did? Well, he, my friend here funded it. And wasn't that successful? So maybe you go meet with him. Maybe he can help out with funding. You know, money's a very good motivator. Or maybe just, uh, you know, he can invite you to one of these dinners where these great scientific minds meet and you'll be in this rarefied air. It'll be really nice. And so that's how the honey trap is laid. That's how the manipulation is done. So I don't get what the confusion is like. Why is Stephen Hawking hanging out? Well, because his cover, Jeffrey Epstein's cover was that he was a science guy. Was He was into science. And, of course, the science he was into was creepy and transhumanist and about trying to gain a moral life by cloning yourself. It's all very creepy, but that's what these people are into. That's what they talk about behind the scenes. So it shouldn't be a surprise that people like Stephen Hawking are involved or Bill Gates are involved because these are the high-value targets that not only can give them massive influence, right? If you co-opt one of these guys who are themselves billionaires, who have themselves massive uh, humanitarian philanthropic organizations that can move mountains with uh, enough influence in governments around the world. So not only do you want to bring them in, but with every person like that that you associate with, well, that's another point of credibility for you, right? They're constantly building their credibility, fake credibility, right? They're spies, really. They're, they're, he didn't earn anything for himself. He's not a brilliant scientific mind. These are stories that they're telling everybody to facilitate access to powerful people again really not that hard to understand but in the previous segment i was talking about the international character of intelligence agencies and how at the very top level they're being run by shadowy organizations shadowy cabals of people who are manipulating and remember operate with basically carte blanche I mean, everything is completely secret. Everything is compartmentalized. Everything is couched under the guise of national security. And anybody who dares to try to even think about making it public will be brought up on legitimate charges, right? You're revealing state secrets, even if it's about Jeffrey Epstein, even if it's about a blackmail ring. It's all couched under this ultimate guise of secrecy. And when it comes to Mossad, there's a whole nother level of strangeness to it and i want to read this excerpt about the foundation of Mossad, since that's going to be a big part of the topic as that was the primary intelligence agency that epstein was working for and this is from a book called rise and kill first written by ronan berman i think bergman something like that ronan bergman an israeli journalist who got unprecedented access to people and records of the israeli intelligence organizations and this is from the second chapter where he talks about the founding of the Mossad. And so this is the very beginning of Israel. I think before Israel was even a state, really, the first prime minister, Ben-Gurion, kept all the agencies under his direct control. The Mossad and Shin Bet, which is the domestic spying agency in Israel, were under him in his capacity as prime minister, and military intelligence fell under his purview because he was also minister of defense. It was an enormous concentration of covert and political power. Yet from the beginning, it was kept officially hidden from the Israeli public. Ben-Gurion forbade anyone from acknowledging, let alone revealing, that the sprawling web of official institutions even existed. In fact, 
mentioning the names Shin Bet or Mossad in public was prohibited until the 1960s. Because, of their, because their existence could not be acknowledged, Ben-Gurion prevented the creation of a legal basis for those same agencies' operations. No law laid out their goals, roles, mission, powers, budget, or the relations between them. In other words, Israeli intelligence from the outset occupied a shadow realm, one adjacent to yet separate from the country's democratic institutions. The activities of the intelligence community, most of it Shin Bet and Mossad, under the direct command of the prime minister, took place without any effective supervision by Israel's parliament, the Knesset, or any other independent external body. In this shadow realm, state security was used to justify a large number of actions and operations that, in the visible world, would have been subject to criminal prosecution and long-term prison terms. Constant surveillance of citizens because of their ethnic or political affiliations, interrogation methods that included prolonged detention without judicial sanction and torture, perjury in the courts, and concealment of the truth from councils and judges. Most notable example was targeted killing. In Israeli law, there is no death penalty, but Ben-Gurion circumvented this by giving himself the authority to order extrajudicial executions. So I, I want you to, to really think about what that means. What does that mean? Right? It was so secret that the government of Israel, in its nascent form here in the 1940s or early 50s, didn't know it existed, couldn't know it existed, so they couldn't have you know, written laws to say that it existed, to say, well, we're carving out a national security ex- exemption for this law here. So then what is it? Is it an intelligence agency? a group of murderers operating in secret without any state authority at all. January 2024 is here, and that means up to 60% off at InfoWarsStore.com, free shipping and double Patriot points. This is one of the biggest deals of the year, and it supports the InfoWar. And we're selling out a lot of these products, and it'll be months and months till more are back in stock. Whether it's books, films, t-shirts, you name it, you need to go to InfoWarsStore.com right now and take advantage of this 2024 New Year's sale, double Patriot points, free shipping, and so much more. Get a copy of my book, Signed or Unsigned, The Great Awakening, The Plan to Defeat the Globalists, and Launch the Next Great Renaissance. And again, thank you so much for your amazing support in 2023. But 2024, as everybody knows, is the big year. So please support us and get great products at InfoWarsStore.com. And tell everybody you know and those you don't know, tune into the live show at InfoWars.com forward slash show. God bless, and we're going into 2024 together. I'm a humble person, and I want to say that I'm just a man, but I'm not just a man. Just like you, no matter what color you are, whether you're a man or a woman, you were made by the creator of the universe who had a plan for you, who has a destiny for you. That's why the system hates you and fears you, and that's why they hate me. It's because the spirit I carry is one of justice and truth and courage and honor and will and love. My friends, the enemy's coming after me. Not because I'm a loser, but because I'm a winner. They're coming after you, not because you're a bad person, because you're a good person. Because you love God and God loves you. And so I signed up for this. I signed up for this fight. And I'm not a victim. I'm an overcomer. But I can't fight this fight without you. And that's why I want you always to remember that I appreciate you and I thank you. Because InfoWars is your fight. InfoWars is your baby. It's the thing you built. We did this together. So God bless you all. Let's keep fighting. 
listening to The American Journal. Watch it live right now at band.video. All right, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. We are going to get into some of the specific names and specific uh, revelations from these Epstein documents. As again, this will probably just be our topic for today. As it is such a big story, it's basically crowded out all of the other stories in the right-wing media ecosystem. But again, before we even do that, I, I wanted to lay out what it is that we're talking about here and how we have to conceive of and, and understand the various institutions that we're talking about, specifically intelligence agencies and various apparatuses that are run by intelligence agencies, where those came from. Uh, In specific, the Israeli intelligence agencies, in particular Mossad, which is the international manifestation of that. And even before we we got to the thing I just read about how these were all basically reorganized by the first prime minister of Israel, uh, Ben-Gurion, into sort of his personal militia. Again, we'll get into that. They existed in a primordial form as terrorist networks. Lehi, the Stern Gang, people who blew up the King David Hotel, or very, and, and they had various ideas about you know, what would be the best. You, know, you had some that were working with the British under the British mandate system, in order to have some legitimacy as they went after Arabs. Other ones were seeing the British as preventing the creation of Israel. So they attacked the British, right? Some were anti-British, some were pro-British, some were anti-this, some were, you know, all various different ones, but they were operating by definition as terrorist groups, right? Armed militias attacking civilian populations, sometimes in a false flag capacity, you know, blaming it on people other than themselves. Other times, just in, in a blatant sort of way, just going, no, we're going to blow you up if you're here. And then these organizations were then reconfigured into what became the Mossad and the Shin Bet and the other various uh, Israeli intelligence organizations. But again, what is it? Is it an intelligence agency? If it's, because, you know, the CIA... The FBI, these things were created through the democratic process. There was the CIA Act, right, that was passed. I don't know if it's called the CIA Act, but there was a, a provision by the U.S. Congress to say we are establishing you know, this intelligence organization. Here's its mandate. Here's its prerogatives. Here's what it's allowed to do. Here's what it's not allowed to do. And the Congress retains oversight in the form of budgeting and and you know, monetary control of the organization. Now, they got out of that by doing the drug trade. CIA got out from under the purview and under the control of the U.S. Congress by creating its own uh, flow of income by selling drugs. So once they sell drugs, then they have massive income. Now they have a big budget that has no oversight, no control. They can do whatever the hell they want without any complicity from the U.S. Congress. That's how they sort of broke away from the U.S. Congress. But that happened a couple decades after their founding. and That happened in the 
mid to late 60s when it when the CIA had been around for a couple years following the OSS, which also had legitimacy in the way it was created through the military institutions. And Navy, Navy intelligence is where a lot of the intelligence gets started because, again, this goes back to basically the age of sail and prior to radio communications or even uh, telephonic communications over uh, wire. So in order to get intelligence, you had to actually physically go somewhere. So, of course, the Navy was primary people carrying everybody around everywhere. So the point is that all of these various intelligence agencies in national governments, they have legitimacy in that they were created through the democratic or the military process and have oversight from civilian or elected theoretically they have oversight uh, from elected representatives Mossad is different the intelligence agencies are different so if there's no mandate from elected representatives if there's no oversight or even knowledge of the intelligence agency from the legitimate government of a nation then what is it yeah central intelligence act there it is 1949 but there was no such thing from Assad. And as I said, it existed in a, quote, shadow realm. So, you know, again, under a legitimate government who empowers certain organs of the state to do things like commit violence. And you say, well, you know, if it was just me, if it was just me and a group of friends, I don't have the right or authority to go kidnap somebody and throw them in a prison and lock them up, right? That's just kidnapping at that point. It's, it's illegal. It's unlawful. Even if I have a big group of people that are doing it with me, it's a big group of criminals that are committing a crime and violating somebody's rights without any justification, oversight, or legitimate authority to do so because I'm not empowered by the people through the government to do that sort of thing. But that's essentially how... Mossad and Shinbet got started. There was no legitimate authority granted to them. There was no oversight through the Israeli parliament or Congress, the, the Knesset. So what is it? It's just a group of dudes who have decided that they have the right to kill people without going through trial, that they have the right to carry out assassinations and bombing missions and subversive missions in foreign nation states despite being entirely unconnect you know disconnected from the legitimate ruling authority at the time it's an important distinction because it goes from being a state-run intelligence organization to just a group of random killers random murderers who were protecting each other and protecting and and providing cover for each other and when necessary, using power that they have within the state to cover up their activities or disguise or, you know, ex post facto legitimize their activities. But in reality, it's just a, it's just a group of people. It's just a group of random people who are committing terrible crimes and yet never being punished for it. They have no legit. Again, there's a difference between a police officer with his badge on you know he's clocked in and he's out there and he's got a, a right to put you in handcuffs and throw you in the back of the car and even take you to a concrete box and lock you in as long as he's following all the correct pro processes if that same dude 
doesn't have his badge on, is wearing plain clothes, and just decides to approach a random chick on the street and put her in handcuffs and throw her in the back of a car and go lock her up in his closet, it's very different, right? It's actually that then is a terrible crime that he's committed. Previously, it was his responsibility and his lawful right to do. As we have a government, we have a society that we empower certain people to do this. But they have obligations that they have to fulfill as well. If he's just doing it on his own volition, if they're just committing these crimes for themselves and for whatever ultimate designs that they're pursuing, this is just a criminal gang. This is just a mafia. It's not an intelligence agency. It's just a group of killers acting on their own with no legitimacy or authority whatsoever. And that's how Mossad got started. And there's another couple interesting little tidbits to this as we continue through. Again, this book is called Rise and Kill First. And this is in the second chapter. And it talks about how target, they had, there were targeted killings. And under Israeli law, there was no death penalty. He had no right to sentence anyone to death. And yet, Ben-Gurion circumvented this right by giving himself the authority to order extrajudicial executions. Oh, well, he gave it to himself. You know, a little, little, makes, a little sense this makes. It's like if I'm arrested for murder, and I'm like, no, you don't understand. I gave myself the authority to carry out extrajudicial executions. Oh, so you're a murderer. That's what that means. You're just, you killed somebody. And you justified it in your own head. Oh, great. Wonderful. That's not an intelligence agency. That's not an extrajudicial sentence of death. It's just murder. You're just a murderer. The justification for maintaining that shadow realm was anything other than com- uh, that anything other than complete secrecy could lead to situations that could threaten the very existence of Israel. Israel had inherited from the British mandate a legal system that included state of emergency provisions to enforce order and suppress rebellions. Among those provisions was a requirement that all print and broadcast media submit any reports or intelligence and in army activities to a military censor who vetoed much of the material. The state of emergency has not been rescinded as of the time of this writing. This book was written in 2019. So from 1948 to 2019, Israel has been in a state of emergency, which has given them the legal cover to kill whoever they want and not have to pay for it. Because it's a state of emergency, you understand, and you can't talk about it because it's a state of emergency. Naturally sourced from the finest hemp plants in America, Rebel Zen offers the absolute finest quality CBD available and at the lowest prices. Extracted using a cold-pressed technique to retain the molecular integrity of the cannabinoids and terpenes within the plant, this full-spectrum formula ensures that your nervous system gets the full benefits of CBD. Premium quality organic CBD, like Rebel Zen, has been shown to naturally reduce anxiety, relieve pain, and decrease inflammation. People have reported a reduction in symptoms of insomnia, arthritis, seizures, chronic pain, and epilepsy. Several studies have shown it helps to reduce cortisol, increase serotonin, and boost vitality. Order yours today at InfoWarsStore.com. America's Voice. You're on the American Journal. 
back, folks. Digging into the uh, Epstein documents here on this Thursday morning. We're going to open up phone lines for your calls as well. After all, this is exactly the type of this is the time that we need the human intelligence agency that we like to operate come to its fore. You've got some sort of document dump that needs thousands of eyes scrolling through it, identifying things that others may have missed. So we'll open up the phone lines to your call so you can bring us your thoughts on the Jeffrey Epstein revelations. I think now we'll go to clip number six, just as I've spent the whole first hour talking about the Mossad and Israeli intelligence and intelligence agencies overall throughout the world. This is a interview with a former Mossad agent on RT. Uh, just coming out and saying it. Let's watch clip number six. Employer Robert Maxwell, owner of the Daily Mirror. You say that he was an Israeli agent and... Uh, as was his daughter. He was not my employer. I would like to correct that. Okay. We worked together with him. And okay. uh, you say that his daughter, Ghislaine, also, though, worked for Israel. And it was Robert Maxwell who introduced Jeffrey Epstein to Ghislaine Maxwell way before the 1990s, as mainstream media is reporting. Correct. I suppose what the most alarming allegations that you've been making are that... The entire Epstein operation was a honey trap operation to entrap politicians, policymakers, celebrities, people in the media eye, basically to become Israel's assets. Correct. That uh, it became um, basically an intelligence operation to entrap uh, different politicians. Yeah, so that's the next... uh Mossad agent just just letting it out there, which again is just you know something we need to understand. This is just the way that it works, and of course they got some some pretty high profile names on here. You've got the Clintons, you've got Andrew Prince Andrew, the UK royal house. It's pretty. I mean. It's pretty pathetic, but also, you know, this is the is like the civilizational filter that you have to pass through. Kind of like how if you wanted to win an Oscar, you had to pass through the filter of Harvey Weinstein. It's like we we live in this country under a ruling elite class who is only there because they can be manipulated because they can be blackmailed. You understand for every Bill Clinton that agreed to go along with it and let themselves be captured on video and allow themselves to be blackmailed and controlled because they're degenerate, sinful scumbags. For every one of them, there's probably one to five perfectly capable people that when they're presented with the underage girl, go, mm, I'm not interested in this. And that's where their career ends. And they never rise to another level because the people with the power to appoint them to positions of influence or increase their media profile don't have anything on them, so they don't let them go any higher. 
And once you have an intelligence system so robust and, and large as the one that operates now, that filter goes lower and lower and lower to the point where they're recruiting out of high school football programs, right? High school debate teams, right? They identified a very early time who the extra capable people are in a society and the intelligence agency sort of has first dibs on them. And if they can manipulate them, if they can you know, prove that this individual is malleable and is has that psychopathic tendency that we can take advantage of, then they rise to the ranks. And if not, they're either shoved to the side or destroyed. You're listening to The American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. Do it. Let's get into the names. Let's get into the things we've learned. Let's get into some connections that we can draw. In the Epstein list. The story on InfoWars. Oh, I just had it. Here it is from uh, Kellen McBreen. Epstein files drop, Bill Clinton named, website hosting docs crash, the long-awaited court documents detailing the crimes of deceased pedophile Jeffrey Epstein and names of his associates were partly released on Wednesday evening. Jeffrey Epstein files have been unsealed. We have the documents. Here's the most important, John Doe's. Bill Clinton was named in the court files as John Doe 36, with one witness claiming Epstein told them the former president, quote, likes them young, referring to girls. Likes them young, does he? I wonder how Hillary feels about that. Witness testimony also alleges Prince Andrew of cupping a girl's breast while she was underage and engaging in orgies with several Epstein victims. Maxwell and Epstein put Prince, uh, Prince Andrew's hand on a minor 17-year-old's breast. Prince Andrew had an orgy with numerous underage girls on Jeffrey Epstein's private island in the U.S. Virgin Islands, according to court documents. We were never supposed to find out about this. And remember, this was actually covered up by the UK uh, royal family. But when we talked about it at the time because Project Veritas came out with this video that was captured behind the scenes of a ABC reporter saying I had this story years ago and saying that ABC never ran the story because if they had run that story that would have implicated Prince Andrew, then ABC would have been denied the right to interview one of the other princes, Prince Harry, I guess, Prince William. And again, I, I wonder if that's not the excuse that they were using. If this woman brought this story to the ABC producers, the ABC producer, you know, probably already being fully comprehending of what was going on, probably knew everything that was going on and was going, oh, geez, I can't let this can't let this story go through. Better have a good reason to spike it. I can't just spike this massive story with elite, elite named pedophiles. This is like a huge story. This would be a major news coup if we were to publish this. I can't just say no. That's a little suspicious. I guess I have to have a reason. So he contacts the royal house and goes, hey, we got this story, but if you guys could threaten to uh, 
not do an interview with us, then that'll give me plenty of reason. So they go, yeah, we could publish this story about elite pedophiles, and maybe it could bring awareness and prevent more victims from being made. But, you know, if we do that, we won't be able to interview Harry. So I'm just going to have to shelve this for now. I have to bury this for a little bit. And again, you just wonder, like, I don't know, I guess people's careers, is that important to them? So it's like, well, I don't know. I could publish this. I could go to an independent publisher. I could go to a different news station to see if they want to pick up the elite pedophile story. Because I better do that, because if I don't, more girls could be taken advantage of. By not telling the story, I'm sort of complicit in the rape of children. Maybe I should publish the story, but instead they're like, ah, I want to read the teleprompter. No, I want to sit behind the desk and read the teleprompter. So I'll just do whatever the producer says. Spike the story? Yes, sir. Strange. Strange how often this could have all been exposed. How this could have been stopped at any point along the way. But it never is. One Epstein accuser also listed former Maine Senator George Mitchell, French model scout Jean-Luc Brunel, former New Mexico Governor Bill Richardson, uh, scientist Marvin Minsky, and couldn't remember the names of several other individuals. Billionaire Hyatt Hotels executive chairman Thomas Pritzker was also accused of engaging in sexual activities with Epstein's victims. He was uh, the victim was asked, how many times did you have sex with Tom Pritzker? I believe I was with Tom once. More allegations reveal Maxwell directed Epstein victim Virginia Jufri to have sex with billionaire hedge fund manager Glenn Dubin. Magician David Copperfield was also described as a friend of Epstein who asked the witness if she was, quote, aware girls were being paid to find other girls. Notably, witness testimony also noted that they never saw Donald Trump at Epstein's Island or to any of his properties. And this, again, is, is just one of the ways that the media is attempting to downplay or disguise this, which, you know, just from an from a unbiased perspective, you have to ask, why are they even attempting to do that? Like, if you have evidence that a person is participating in some sort of systemic intelligence agency-coordinated rape sex trafficking ring— why would you not just throw that person under the bus? Why would you not just go, oh, Bill Clinton was a part of this? Bill Clinton was a part of this. Hey, everybody, Bill Clinton was a part of this. The dirty, rotten scumbag we all now realize. But instead, almost every headline I see is Epstein documents list Bill Clinton and Donald Trump. As if, like, they're equally involved. Bill Clinton is listed dozens of times, and it's explicitly said he, quote, liked him young, Right. Donald Trump, complete opposite. And here's a very interesting interview, clip number seven, because you've got this guy asking a question to one of the lawyers of the Epstein victims. And the way he phrases the question is basically, these darn Trump supporters won't acknowledge that he is also friends with Epstein. Let's dunk on the Trump supporters for being hypocrites. Not exactly the response that he expected from the lawyer. Let's watch. Obviously, our current president has had relationships with Epstein in the past, and there are those, uh, Katie Johnson and maybe other victims who have accused Trump of being involved in things like this. Um, in my experience, Trump supporters will not listen to anything along those lines. Obviously, we're not a court of law here right now, but 
Are those claims of the, the, that case was dropped? It was dropped before it went to, to court. In your opinion, as a lawyer and your experience, is there anything you can say as to the validity of those claims, or whether or not there will be any, you know, any more about that? Nothing at all. I, the only thing that I can say about President Trump is that he is the only person who, in 2009, when I served a lot of subpoenas on a lot of people, or at least gave notice to some pretty uh, connected people that I was going, that I wanted to talk to them. He is the only person who picked up the phone and said, let's just talk. I'll give you as much time as you want. I'll tell you what you need to know. And was very helpful in the information that he gave and gave no indication whatsoever that he was involved in anything untoward whatsoever, but had good information that checked out and that helped us and that we didn't have to take a, a, a deposition of him. And that was in 2009? That was in 2009. So, do you know if there's any truth to James Patterson's claims that Trump kicked Epstein out of Mar-a-Lago? I've definitely heard that. So then I wonder, I wonder what the interviews, interviewers' take on that was, right? He's like, these Trump supporters won't acknowledge that Trump was involved. Then he hears from the actual lawyer involved, like, actually, Trump was the only person that helped. And as soon as he learned about Epstein and what he was up to, he kicked him out of his club. And did everything he could to help the victims. He was the only one. He was the only one that helped. I wonder if the interviewer is like, oh, so I need to shut up. Oh, so I need to stop trying to bash Trump supporters for this because I'm the wrong one. I wonder if that's the uh, reaction that he had. Probably not. And, of course, that will be the takeaway from the, the normies in the mainstream will be like, yeah, did you hear Trump was revealed in the Epstein? Like, I bet that's the only name they come away with. I bet if you ask a regular person on the street, like, have you heard about Jeffrey Epstein? They'd be like, is that that guy that Trump was friends with? That's the Trump guy, right? I bet. I bet. And again, there has to be a level of disguise that these spies wear. In order to get in with the billionaires, you got to be introduced by other billionaires. You get to, in order to get into the elite circles you got to have introductions from people already in the circle, right? So you've got people who I'm sure were like, man, Donald Trump would probably be a good asset for us to have. He'd probably be a useful person to have a little blackmail on. So they introduce him. They shake him. Oh, this is, yeah, he's a brilliant scientific mind. He's, uh, he's got a really beautiful house. Talk to him about houses. But then he learns what he's up to with children, and he throws him under the bus and never talks to him again. I'm not on team NFL. I'm not on team NBA. I'm not on team Olympics. I'm not on team globalist or wokeism in the new world order. I'm on team humanity, ladies and gentlemen, that loves God and loves our families and loves humanity and knows that we're destined to do even more incredible things than we've already done together. And so, inspired by my conversation with Elon Musk recently, where he agreed with my idea to call it Team Humanity, we've launched two limited edition t-shirts at InfoWarsStore.com. Let people know that, hey, it isn't about the football games or it isn't even about the UFC. It's about Team Humanity being under globalist attack. You can wear it. It's a great conversation starter. And you know it's supporting the info war that is at the very tip of the spear in the fight for Team Humanity. Get your limited edition Team Humanity t-shirts right now at InfoWarsStore.com. And I thank you. In the early 1900s, certain companies were off-gassing highly toxic fluoride gases into the atmosphere. 
the surrounding communities began to get sick. Laws were enacted to compel these corporations to install scrubbers to convert these gases into fluorosilicic acid, still highly toxic but containable. Now these companies had a stockpile of this poison, and there was no affordable way to dispose of it. Lucky for them, one of their major stockholders was also the Secretary of the Treasury, who was responsible for the public health service at the time. And by 1950, the U.S. government began buying this toxic, untreated industrial waste product and dumping it into our drinking water. Reputable studies show that it's causing various cancers and other disease. With the Alexa Pure Pro, you can have clean drinking water and a remedy to this madness. Available now at InfoWarsStore.com. You're listening to The American Journal. Watch it live right now at band.video. Media. Newly unsealed Epstein documents confirms that Bill Clinton, quote, likes him young. Newly unsealed court documents have unleashed a tidal wave of disturbing uh, revelations regarding former President Bill Clinton's connections to the late financier and convicted sex offender Jeffrey Epstein. These documents, part of a trove of files linked to Epstein's associates, expose Clinton as John Doe 36 and detail his alleged involvement in Epstein's web of debauchery. One of the most damning pieces of evidence comes from witness testimony by Joanna Schoberg who alleges that Epstein remarked about Clinton's purported interest in young girls. Schoberg stated that Epstein once said, quote, Clinton likes them young in reference to underage girls. These chilling words expose a dark undercurrent within the world of power and privilege that surrounded Epstein. Furthermore, the flight logs from Epstein's private jet, dubbed the Lolita Express, revealed that Clinton traveled with Epstein on at least nine occasions. Destinations ranged from Paris to Bangkok to Brunei. While Clinton's name appeared on these flight logs, which it is important to note that he did not accompany Epstein to the infamous Little St. James Island, which is alleged to have been a hub for Epstein's sex trafficking activities. Pretty sick stuff. And of course, remember, Epstein actually had this painting of Bill Clinton in a dress hanging up in his, room, in his uh, home. Images on the uh, InfoWars article from Kellen McBreen. He had a couple interesting images. He had this image of Bill Clinton sitting in what appears to be the Oval Office in a blue dress, reminiscent of the Monica Lewinsky dress. Monica Lewinsky also may have been an intelligence asset. The honeypot may extend up and into the, up to and uh, all the way within the Oval Office itself. Epstein also had a very strange picture of George W. Bush playing Jenga with paper airplanes. Yeah, interesting art these elites have. See, they're like thinly veiled, and uh, I don't know if we can zoom this out all the way. You can actually see the towers on the ground. So it's, uh, yeah, Bush with the Jenga towers on the ground with two paper airplanes, obviously. Obviously invoking 9-11. I like landscapes. I like landscape. I like Degas, you know? I like a good uh I like a good painting as much as the next guy. What's wrong with the elites? Why are the elites why is their artistic taste so revolting? You have to wonder. 
they're into either just like somebody like poops in a box and calls it art and they pay a million dollars for it. Pictures of Bill Clinton in dresses or little kids in swimming pools. It's disturbing. The people who run our country are into. It's just, it's all very disturbing. Zero Hedge also talks about President Clinton being a, quote, key person in the Epstein files. Apart from defendant Ghislaine Maxwell and Epstein, former President Clinton is a key person who can provide information about his close relationship with the defendant and Mr. Epstein. And, of course, like some young. And, in fact, let's get to some of these uh, some of these tweets because they lay out exactly what. uh, So you've got you've got Bill Clinton. You've got Prince Andrew. Prince Andrew Reuters document. Epstein accuser says Prince Andrew groped her documents show. She was victimized by uh, late sex vendor Jeffrey Epstein and and Britain's uh, Prince Andrew put his hand on her breast at Epstein's Manhattan townhouse in 2001, according to court documents from a civil lawsuit on Wednesday. Prince Andrew could not be reached immediately for comment. This continues to just blow up in their faces. There there are a few people that have been redacted, and people are trying to figure out uh, who that might be. Alan Dershowitz has also been... Uh, implicated in this, Jean-Luc Brunel is a uh, modeling person, modeling, uh, I don't know what you'd call it, talent scout. That might be a, that might be a nice way to put it. Hmm, I thought we had, there was a list of like who was uh, discussed the most that somebody put together that I wanted to get to because it's, uh, it's names you'll recognize. And it's interesting to see who uh, is referenced more than anybody else. Now, people have actually tried to put this information into things like ChatGPT, because obviously this is this would be the beauty of AI, right? As you put in a 135-page document, tons of names and references and et cetera, et cetera, and you can just ask it questions, and it can just immediately go through, immediately filter information and present to you conclusions that it would take humans hours to come up with or to uh, document may even miss it so this would be a a very useful application for ai do you think ai let him do you think the ai programmers are going to allow ai to be used to uncover pedophile networks in our elites things going to be used to allow you to put in court documents and come up with conclusions out of those no 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 it's not gonna let you do that even though it's a obvious good i mean who would be hurt by this what could the damage possibly be what what is ai trying to protect us from by not using the calculative power of ai to uh, go through this information who's to say who's to say what they're protecting who from but it doesn't let them it is not letting them which is a little bit disturbing a little bit odd to me Seems like that, again, is exactly the type of thing that uh, ChatGPT should be used for, but they're not allowing it. And I really want to get to uh, the list of names who was uh, involved the most. But there's some names that you may recognize or perhaps should recognize, such as billionaire Hyatt Hotel Executive Chairman Thomas Pritzker, as Kanoka the Great details on Twitter, on X, 
he was allegedly involved in sexual activities with Epstein victim. How many times have you had sex with Tom Pritzker? I believe it was with Tom once. Tom is the heir to the Pritzker family, which includes at least 11 billionaires. Ooh-wee. 11 billionaires in this one family. Notable members include the governor of Illinois, J.B. Pritzker, and Harvard board chair, Penny Pritzker. Now, in September, Penny Pritzker was appointed U.S. Special Representative for Ukraine's Economic Recovery. Isn't that nice? Here she is pictured with Tony Blinken, U.S. Secretary of State. Penny's cousin is Thomas Pritzker, who was just named as one of Jeffrey Epstein and Ghislaine Maxwell's clients. And Blinken's stepfather, of course, was lawyer to Ghislaine Maxwell's father. Pritzker's Jeffrey Epstein, Maxwell, and Blinken are all Jewish as noted by uh, uh, Sam Parker. And this, of course, is a, a graphic that we've detailed before showing how Anthony Blinken was stepson of Samuel Pisar, who was the lawyer and confidant of Robert Maxwell, who was the father of Ghislaine Maxwell, who was, of course, the accomplice of and probably the handler and, and chief of the operation with Jeffrey Epstein. So this is sort of the, the tangled web of influence and billionaires and family lines that run our country. All right, so you now have this. You have the cousin of Thomas Pritzker. Thomas Pritzker is the you know, chairman of the, the Hyatt Executive Group. Billionaire. His family has 11 billionaires in it. His cousin Penny pointed to the representative for Ukraine's economic recovery. January 2024 is here, and that means up to 60% off at InfoWarsStore.com, free shipping and double Patriot points. This is one of the biggest deals of the year, and it supports the InfoWar. And we're selling out a lot of these products, and it'll be months and months till more are back in stock. Whether it's books, films, t-shirts, you name it, you need to go to InfoWarsStore.com right now and take advantage of this 2024 New Year sale, double Patriot points, free shipping, and so much more. Get a copy of my book, Signed or Unsigned, The Great Awakening, The Plan to Defeat the Globalists, and Launch the Next Great Renaissance. And again, thank you so much for your amazing support in 2023. But 2024, as everybody knows, is the big year. So please support us and get great products at InfoWarsStore.com. And tell everybody you know and those you don't know, tune into the live show at InfoWars.com forward slash show. God bless, and we're going into 2024 together. Infowars.com is tomorrow's news today. You're listening to The American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. We're in kind of a strange realm right now where it's like the mainstream media is so predictable. hard to explain it's kind of a it's kind of a complicated series of projections that's taking place so as, as we pointed out and actually if you just i just searched epstein right you search the name epstein on google and i went to the news tab of course the first headline from yahoo news the epstein list bill clinton and donald trump appear in unsealed documents multiple times here's what we know Right, so we know most people 
get their information from the headlines. 90% of people never read the story, maybe 99% of the people. What they leave with is the impression that Donald Trump and Bill Clinton are both listed in this, both bad. And I guess at this point, you know, Bill Clinton is 100 years old and have AIDS and his wife is Hillary. So they don't really care about him anymore. He's a political dead end. So they'll throw him under the bus. No problem. Because they have no, I mean, they have no loyalty or compassion or anything. They don't actually believe the things that they say. They don't actually support the people they claim to. They just, it doesn't matter. Nothing matters to these people. So they'll throw Clinton under the bus if it's a political expedient without even thinking twice about it. And they want you to leave with the impression that Clinton and Trump are both listed equally in this series of documents. And of course, we know that. We know they're going to do that. And we know that when you have something as bombshell as the Epstein documents, which you can just imagine a, a normal world, right? You can just imagine a world where like, the media actually does its job and the government's actually filled with good people that are patriots that are just concerned about the welfare of America. Like, you can imagine a world where we aren't just completely dominated, saturated, and infested with scumbags. And you can imagine that in this world, when there's a list of names of elite pedophiles, any normal publication, any normal magazine editor, news editor, they would just report this for what it is. Like, what is the personal loyalty they have where they're like, we have to try to hide the pedophiles. We have to give cover for the elite pedophile network. I I don't know what they, like, who they think they're serving or whatever. You can imagine that any normal situation, they would just go, they would just report it. They would just go, here's what we know. Here's who was involved. These guys are bad. They were involved in a sex trafficking ring where you had 13-year-old girls having their passports taken away from them, effectively imprisoned as sex slaves by an international honeypot intelligence agency operation. This is just – this is a crazy thing that needs to be reported and discussed for the sake of our continued existence as a nation, right? These things just – this is important. To these people, their first and and biggest priority is how do we – Prevent this, making us look bad, and how do we throw Donald Trump under the bus while we do it? And so we all know this is the case, and we all know this is what they're going to do because we don't have a legitimate country anymore. We don't have a legitimate media that's actually interested in presenting the truth. We have partisan hacks who will not even blink at the idea that maybe they're allowing a elite pedophile network to continue operation by the way that they're covering things. They they don't care. They're going to ignore completely. But all this is to say that third down on the list of this, of uh, results is a article from vanity fair. So again, I searched the word Epstein. First article is Trump and Clinton listed in documents, completely misleading. We'll explain that in just a second, but third down the list, Trump supporters are very worked up about the Epstein list. Well, everybody should be worked up about the Epstein list. The Epstein list represents the blueprint, the internal documents of how our entire nation has been subverted and taken over by pedophile blackmailers. Kind of an important thing. Kind of something everybody should be concerned about. Only Trump supporters are, apparently. But here's the article from Vanity Fair. Trump supporters are very worked up about the Jeffrey Epstein list. See, what they're insinuating is 
if you're a free-thinking, open-minded liberal like us, you don't care about this list. Don't pay attention to this list if you're an enlightened, intelligent, liberal person. You don't want to be a Trump supporter, do you? Well, then stop talking about the Epstein list. That's the insinuation they're trying to get across because they don't want you talking about this, and they're going to use social pressure to prevent you from being a big, bad Trump supporter. Because you know that's what happens is later today there will be some, you know, it will be some like whatever uh, – some people in a in a makeup trailer in Hollywood going, do you see this thing about the Epstein list? And somebody else in that group will go, you mean that Trump thing, that QAnon Trump conspiracy? Those people are so stupid. You know, Trump's the pedophile. And the other person's like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah Trump is the pedophile. Yeah, no, I don't really care. No, I don't care. I mean, I'm not a Trump supporter, so I, I, I don't really care. Like, there's social pressure to just get you to shut up about the exposure of this massive pedophile ring of all of the elite liberal celebrities. Every time they want to cover their tracks, they go after Trump. So this says court documents set to be released soon related to Jeffrey Epstein, the disgraced uh, financier who died in prison are apparently of immense concern to Trump to supporters of Donald Trump, who seem to be girding themselves over the prospect of his name showing up. It talks about social media posts. Nevertheless, supporters of the ex-president have been contorting themselves to preemptively explain away why his name might appear in the documents. So again, we have known and covered Trump's relationship with Epstein ad nauseum for years. When the Epstein list is coming out, we know that the mainstream media, there's a lot of people that they like on this list that they want to provide cover for. There's a lot of them in this list that they want to provide cover for. It doesn't look good for them. So we know they're going to try to invoke Donald Trump's name in order to distract from, cover up from, or make some political benefit out of the release of this list. And so we just say that. We say this is what they're going to do. And then they do that. But then the way they do it is by pointing to us, pointing to them taking Trump's name out of context and applying it to Epstein – And then they say, because we are preemptively calling out what they're going to do, that's evidence that we're the brainwashed ones that are ignoring Donald Trump's participation. Like, you see what I'm saying? How convoluted all of this is, how it's like projection upon projection, how they're going to invoke Donald Trump. And because we call that out, then they call they say our calling out of that is actually evidence of our brainwash. It's like. It's a convoluted mess when in reality, it's actually very simple. Donald Trump is listed in the document uh, and you want to see how he's listed. So here's the difference. Here's the big difference, folks. Bill Clinton is listed as one of the main people that needs to be talked to, right? The quote from the documents was like, if you're interested in finding out about Jeffrey Epstein, talk to Ghislaine Maxwell, Jeffrey Epstein and Bill Clinton. He knows a lot about him. He's very involved with him, right? He's very good friend. Travels overseas with him all the time. Also, in the documents is, quote, Bill Clinton likes them young. Wow, that's a pretty pretty damning statement in these documents about Bill Clinton. Now, what are the statements about Donald Trump in these documents? Well, here's one. Question, did you ever see Donald Trump at at Jeffrey's home? Answer, not that I can remember. On his island? Answer, not that I can remember. In New Mexico? Answer, no, not that I can remember. In New York? Answer, no, not that I can remember. All right, if I could turn to the second page and see that. So the headline is Bill Clinton and Donald Trump listed in Epstein documents. 
The reality beneath the headline is Bill Clinton likes him young and was really good friends and a key player in the Epstein sex trafficking ring. Donald Trump was the only one that tried to help the girls. He completely rejected Jeffrey Epstein the instant that anything negative about him became public. And he was never seen at any of Epstein's properties ever by anybody. So, yeah, both the names were in the documents. That's true. I mean, you can't fault him for sticking to the technical truth. Yeah, both names were in the documents. One was Bill Clinton being a key part of the pedophile ring and liking them especially young. Donald Trump was the only person in the entire list of associates that came out against Jeffrey Epstein that did everything he could to help the victims. And it was never seen at any properties ever by anybody. And we wonder where we are with a media like this. The eugenicists over 100 years ago were very public about their plans. They financed major universities. They ran full-page stories and advertisements pushing their propaganda at the New York Times, other major newspapers. That the family as we know it is a bad thing and must be ended. And the first step in that is getting women out of the household and teaching women that cooking dinner and taking care of your sons and daughters and husbands is a bad thing. And I was just sitting here tonight making dinner for my daughter, my four and a half year old daughter. My wife makes dinner a lot of times, but I like to make it as well. I love to make breakfast. And literally, it's the funnest thing on earth to make food for your family and be nurturative and then all sit down together and have that communal event. And that's what the system is attacking and bombarding is our normal biological actions are coming together. They really are sick, evil, scientific cult of filth that want to domesticate us and turn us into lab rats. We cannot let this continue. January 2024 is here, and that means up to 60% off at InfoWarsStore.com, free shipping, and double Patriot points. This is one of the biggest deals of the year, and it supports the InfoWar. And we're selling out a lot of these products, and it'll be months and months till more are back in stock. Whether it's books, films, t-shirts, you name it, you need to go to InfoWarsStore.com right now and take advantage of this 2024 New Year's sale, double Patriot points, free shipping, and so much more. Get a copy of my book, Signed or Unsigned, The Great Awakening, The Plan to Defeat the Globalists, and Launch the Next Great Renaissance. And again, thank you so much for your amazing support in 2023. But 2024, as everybody knows, is the big year. So please support us and get great products at InfoWarsStore.com. And tell everybody you know and those you don't know, tune into the live show at InfoWars.com forward slash show. God bless, and we're going into 2024 together. Listening to the American Journal. Watch it live right now at band.video. Welcome back, folks. You know, if you ever get the question, say to anybody, yeah, I learned about that on InfoWars, and they go, InfoWars? You listen to Info Wars. Info Wars ever been right about? Maybe the best answer out of all of the myriad answers you could point to, from COVID nineteen to World Economic Forum to just everything we say being right about always, every time. The best answer I think is just Jeffrey Epstein. Just who talked about Jeffrey Epstein before anybody else? We did. Who called out? the elite pedophile networks 
before anybody else was aware of such things. It was us. And there are many things, like I said, that you can point to that we've been on the forefront of and the tip of the spear of. But this latest document release really solidifies how right we were, how right we continue to be. And, of course, there's that great clip. We should have grabbed it, got turned into a meme during the trial. When Alex was asked about, uh, you're claiming elite pedophile networks? I was like, oh, you mean the Clintons and the Epsteins? And that's, that's sort of the thing about, about all these revelations. We can talk about Bill Clinton. We can talk about Pritzker. We can talk about the thing you need to understand is that on a spiritual level, the evil at work behind the scenes, the depths to which our elite will plunge is endless. And it's obvious from the, the wars they wage, right? They don't, they sleep like babies after having issued orders that'll kill half a million people. They'll murder entire populations. They'll drop white phosphorus on babies. They'll starve 500 children and say it was all worth it. They'll start wars in Ukraine that kill 165,000 Ukrainian men in a single year while achieving absolutely nothing. And they'll rape little kids. These are the people that are running our country. These are people that are running major corporate conglomerates. These are people that are the stars of the Aspen Institute and the big think tanks that are directing our cultural progress. And I know people struggle. Normal people have a hard time even approaching the reality, even comp- even putting themselves in a, in a fantasy world where this might be true in order to ease their way into it. They can't do it. It's too revolting. It's too upsetting to think that they live in a world where the most powerful people, almost to a man, every single one of them is not just a little bit untrustworthy. They aren't just well, a little bit more too ambitious for their own good. So they might cut corners every once in a while or they might fudge some numbers here or there. Right? I think even like the House of Cards depiction of like underhanded activity and manipulations behind the scenes. It's so much worse than that. It's literal 12-year-old sex slave prisoners on islands being raped continuously by a procession of billionaire, turgid, goblin psychopaths. And it's all right here. And it's all just right here in black and white, in deposition, under oath. None of it's speculation. None of it's smears or defamation. It's just what's happening. It's just the reality. You can deal with it or not. You can be blind to this. 
You can remain in your blissful ignorance, but this is the reality. The reality is that from the president on down or on up, depending on which direction you go, systematically over decades, our entire culture, our entire government, our entire foreign policy apparatus has been infiltrated and infested with literal child-raping, murderous vampires. And Vanity Fair wants to talk about Trump. So again, you can talk about the details. You can skim the surface. You can sort of see what, uh, you know, little claims are here or there. But the big picture takeaway is that our entire nation and the most powerful people are almost to a man blackmailed pedophile psychopaths okay just so we're perfectly clear and you know the other thing well and and let me just say that uh there's a reason they want us gone there's very good reason in their eyes why infowars is an existential threat to them because we actually are telling the truth that's all that we do here we don't speculate about anything I don't, even, I don't even make claims most of the time. Most of what I do is debunking mainstream media lies. Because the truth is the only thing that matters. And when you get down to the truth and you see how thoroughly corrupt, not just our politicians, but by necessity, the media apparatus as well. Because you can't get away with this without media complicity. If people knew what was really going on, they wouldn't stand for it. The American people would rise up. I truly believe that. And so you have to have a complicit media. You have to have a complicit law enforcement operation. It has to be a complete takeover for this level of insinuation to take place. And so they don't like us being around here to warn people about that. So I hope that you can help to counteract their activities by going to InfoWarsStore.com. If there's one reason to support InfoWars, it's because we have been on this story. We've been on the forefront of this story. Alex Jones himself and InfoWars as an institution has probably been the number one organization exposing the elite pedophile networks ever in the history of the world. That's why they hate us. That's why they want us destroyed. And that's why we've been successful because we have the truth on our side. And I really do hope you can support us by going to InfoWarsStore.com. Go to InfoWarsStore.com today. Take advantage of the mega super sale, 60% off, up to 60% off, I should say, plus free shipping and double Patriot points on our incredible products. And best of all, you keep us here on the air just annoying the hell out of the pedophile elite scumbags. Just if nothing else, you know, it's maybe not in our purview or capabilities to – you know, rush, rush into the, um, you know, submarine landing zone underneath Little St. James and rescue the girls. But we can do as much as we possibly can, which is to spread awareness about this, which is to, to demand public outrage about this. To hopefully inspire the good people still remaining in our government to do something in opposition to this. So we'll continue to do everything we can to fight for not just the victims of these people who are used as, as meat 
in order to achieve political ends and then discarded once they've served their usefulness, but also to oppose and counteract the political changes that are wrought because of this pedophile black, uh, pedophile blackmail network. And one interesting thing to illustrate, as again, we talk about the, the way that so much of this is a family affair, right? Again, this, this is really such a powerful graphic showing how close, how intimately tied people like Anthony Blinken are to the Maxwell operation with Ghislaine Maxwell and Robert Maxwell and Anthony Blinken's stepfather. Like if you have a step, like think about your stepfather, think about how close you are to your stepfather, right? This person you see every day of your life. He is the confidant and lawyer of Robert Maxwell, who's the father of Ghislaine Maxwell. Like they probably grew up playing with Ghislaine Maxwell. He probably grew up with them as family friends. Oh, the Maxwells. And the whole time they're running a pedophile blackmail network operation and you're becoming secretary of state isn't that convenient isn't that nice but whether it's anthony blinken or penny pritzker cousin of uh thomas pritzker who was mentioned as a abuser in these documents they're never elected they all are incredibly powerful they all have overwhelming and really like these are the people directing our foreign policy especially when it comes to israel and ukraine never get elected they're all appointed they all appoint each other voted for Lincoln. I never voted for Pritzker, but they have more power than the people I did vote for. One of the most frustrating things about being awake to the globalist agenda is seeing the general public still asleep. By and large, not aware of the magnitude of the incredible danger they're under, but also the ongoing attacks and the magnitude of the death caused by the lethal injections, masquerading as vaccines. It is so frustrating to see people going about their daily lives oblivious and you realize ignorance is not bliss it equals death but people are starting to really understand how serious things are and that's that's a hard thing to do because to wake up to a dystopic reality and realize that we're in the middle of a giant biological weapons war against humanity and that there's mass sterilization that's already taken place and they're cutting off all the major energy sources is really hard to deal with but it's the reality Facing it is our only chance to turn this around because stuff's about to get really, really nasty. Infowars.com.